You got it? I got it. Okay. Welcome to Shabbatify. I'm Scott Perlow. I'm Chazan Basia Schechter. And together with all of you out there listening, we are Romumu Brooklyn. We're going to start today with uh, a favorite of ours. This is Victoria Hanna and the Balkan Beatbox with Adir Adirim. <laughs> Thank you. 
I love that song. And it reminds me so much of being in Israel during New Year's, which in Israel is called Sylvester, which also reminds me of a cat. That's a cartoon. But besides that, I really- That's my enjoy- primary reference. Yeah, that's what I think of it every time. <laughs> but it really throws song- me for a loop. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, you just said it. it's true. It does. It does. It does. It does. And but but it's really fun to celebrate in Israel um, and to dance. And it's really fun all New Year's to kind of just you know let the year go and start a new secular year. And this year, more than any other year, I think in my living history, do I feel like this is a year that I am so grateful to let go of and see what's coming up for twenty twenty one. What about you? I can't leave 2020 behind fast enough. And uh, I hope that bridge, we leave the, the difficulty and the pain. And God, there's too much to say that you, there's too much to say that there's, there's so much to say that there's nothing to say. So um, with that, let's uh, bridge ourselves into the new year. This is a friend of ours, Yosef Goldman. His uh, take on Geshert Sarma Od, the words of Rabbi Nachman, the whole world is a very narrow bridge, but the most important part is not to be afraid. Joseph does it uh, beautifully.
Christmas. Basia, what does that even mean? I, I feel so confused right now. <laughs> it means merry, merry holidays for those of us who are kind of confused about what to do today, but want to be in some kind of spirit, but want to retain our Jewish identity. Does that make so any this, sense? So what you're saying is that this Jewish podcast is about Christmas. And how it relates to Jewish um, practice and experience. It's true. It's true. Question comes up every single year. What did Jews do on Christmas? I think we have a song. We do have a song. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be an episode unlike any other, not the least of which because we have our kids with us today. If you have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about um, when the schools close around Christmas. So this is the most true to life podcast, Shabbatify, that you've ever had. Here's the first song. Thanks a lot, Saturday Night Live, for letting us know what Jews do on Christmas. On Christmas Eve, the Gentiles gather round the Christmas tree. They stay at home and party with their Goyesha family. They disappear one day each year and pass the eggnog round. But it's all right, because that's the night the Jews control the town.
Yes, it's time for bed. Daily show rerun, dancing in their heads. Maybe next year they'll learn how to hold their boobs. I see, Bossy, that you're, you've eaten all the chocolates for an advent calendar. Why do you have an advent calendar? Because my son goes to Chinese daycare, and they spend three weeks learning about Christmas. And the first thing that they learned was oh, man. to... <laughs> it's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> All right. You know, it'll be your worst nightmare until like you're drinking your chai and you need a little chocolate to go with it. Right. Well, it's and a very then, convenient nightmare. Yeah, I hear that. It's, it's so funny that I carry this with me from my childhood that I really like am having trouble with the invasion of Santa into LaVie's life. That's my eldest. Um, so how do you deal with it? Well, I guess that's the question. I mean, the funny thing for me is that like, I'm like trying so hard to keep Christmas outside, but like half of my friends are actually trying so hard to figure out how to bring it in because they're in interfaith relationships and they have two <laughs> holiday relationships in their family and trying to figure out the balance between the two. So it, the only thing that everybody has in common is like it's working for nobody as far as I can tell. Except for the children who are getting way more presents. <laughs> I guess I actually feel like a strange pressure to make sure that Levi gets a certain kind of present so that I can compete with Christmas. Isn't that crazy? So that's what I did. I tell you, I, I was, I definitely bought my son's spiritual devotion by giving him a present every night of Hanukkah. Wow. And I had that in mind, but at the same time, I'm also acknowledging that Santa's very much alive for him and real. And um, it's something I think a lot of our families and also, you know, people who are living in a, in a world where the secular and the spiritual, they're all kind of um, mixed in together. So this is what I think our podcast is about. So we're going to talk about this week. This is going to be the first ever Christmas edition of a Jewish podcast. So, so with that, <laughs> um, to that end, we're going to play something really funny, really unusual. This next song, you know it well, but you definitely didn't expect to hear it here.
This song, White Christmas, was was written by Irving Berlin, who I think that everybody knows, who used to be Israel Baleen. You know, he had to change his name in order to, to enter this industry. I think what's fascinating is the way that Jews wrote Christmas, what we think of Christmas, into American music. And um, in certain ways, I guess, wrote themselves in as well. Yeah, um, Minnie Marks, the mother of the Marx brothers said, where else can people who don't know anything and have no skills make so much money? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to think about this. So Basia, <laughs> so, so you're, I, I assume that you think that their motivation was economic is what you're trying to say. I think it's always part of it. I, I mean, I, I think he was a songwriter and, you know, I think he also, I think what songwriters do is they tap into an emotional need of a moment. And the need of the moment at that time in 1942 was that it was during World War II, people were feel like troops were out in Europe, families were broken apart, um, the depression was raging. There was like not, it was very hard for people to feel any connection to the holiday in which that made them happy. And I think these songs um, created this longing or this connection, and and I think that's that's what that's what Irving Berlin was really great at. I feel strangely conflicted. Like both feel a deep amount of pride that all of America's Christmas music was written by Jewish people, and also the ambivalence that I think certain Jews felt about their Judaism. Like it's such a weird statement. But one of the things that's sort of interesting is that all of these songs, you know, White Christmas and um, uh, uh, Silver Bells and all these Christmas songs written by Jews, they turned, it seems like, Christmas from a religious holiday to kind of like a secular American holiday that everyone, or they had a hand in it. And it was like they were making Christmas for everyone somehow. And I think they made Christmas for my son. <laughs> because do you know the first week we learned he was learning about christmas i was telling him like he was talking about santa i said we're jewish um we don't celebrate christmas we celebrate hanukkah he says i don't want to be jewish i want santa and i broke my heart yeah look w one of the things that i it's so funny for me although i think People say it all the time is when people say to me, actually, Christmas is a secular holiday for them. And I get it. I really do. You know, it's turned into a secular holiday, but from the outside, right? As someone standing on the outside, it's something that I so closely identify with Christianity. It's very hard for me to say, oh, there's like no religious content to this. 
Right. But I think if you look at it similarly, like at, let's say my school, my kids' school, they're learning about Hanukkah for a whole week, right? So they're learning the symbols. They're learning the dreidel and the dreidel song. They're learning the candles, the eight candles and the lights. But they have no relationship to the Maccabees or the story or the idea that there was a miracle. Um, none of those pieces made it into their like lesson plans. Um, and I think similarly, when they, when they learn about Christmas, they're not going into the deeper meaning of Jesus being born and all those pieces. They're kind of learning about Santa and they're learning about, they're hearing a bunch of songs and they're, and they're decorating. Oh my God. I totally forgot that my son has a Christmas dinner today and I have to order the chicken wings. <laughs> You want to pause the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is real. Like I'm, I'm not. I, I know, I know, I get it. I see that. It, <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't see our um, our podcast going in this direction. <laughs> Why don't we take a break while Bossy does what she needs to do? Um, <laughs> this is actually one of these incredible. Great, this is actually a great. This is a great song. This is you're gonna love this one. This is a Yiddish version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Du kennst Dasche und Pranze und Wichsen. Comet und Kuppen. Wunder und Blitze. Ober kennst du die meisten Häuser Gerindele von alle. Rudolf mit dir heute Nacht soi, sad es schöne Schnaps. Zu mir wir kannst lachen wegen lach. Oi, weiß macht mein Platz. Alle der Hefra von Rudolf sagen, er ist der Schlamier. Kein Mal nicht darin losen Rudolf, kein Mal nicht darin losen Spiel. Auf dem Neppel decke Nettel Nacht, Santa Sot, no. Rudolf mit deiner Reuten aus. Vierhen, vierhen hängt bei Nacht. Alle der andere hat ihm lieb. Und mit Gedille quellen, Rudolf mit dir heute noch soi, Sadamitzva, Sadamensch.
not what I'm feeling is like I feel very much that I want to be a part of the larger world during Christmas and help my son align with being Jewish at the same time. <clears throat> I have this desire to be borderless and embracing of everything and still and still like make it make his identity strong with the culture and the tradition and the history that I feel so close with. And I think, Scott, you're struggling with with the experience of Santa Claus and Christmas altogether. Yeah, I, I always like, I'm sort of like a viva la difference kind of person. Like one of the, I, I don't, uh, there are ways in which like, I love the fact that, you know, the culture we live in, the American culture and flows back and forth, like that the boundaries are porous. But I love the fact that like, some things are different from another and that like brings a certain kind of spice. And I want my kid here's what it really comes down to is I want my kid to know who he is. I want my kids to know who they are. And sometimes for me, that means like in relationship to other people, the same as other people or similar to other people. But sometimes one of the best ways to know yourself is the way that you stand out and are different from other people. And I want them to know that they're Jewish and special. I really like that. I mean, um, I, I mean, I think the thing that I struggle with is the tinge or the twinge that I have is that my son definitely at this point aligns more with the magic of Santa than the, than the miracle of the Maccabees, you know, and I think it's harder because this message of the Maccabees are so, is so much more subtle and it takes a lot more, um, it's a lot, it's, it's, it's harder to explain, you know, um, so I understand that. And at the same time, I still love the chocolate in my advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I just look, look, I, and like I said it before, you know, what's true for friends of mine is that the children that they're raising or the children that they were when they were raised is of people who have both, like that they are authentically both you know, whether it's Diwali or whether it's Christmas. And I don't mean to say like, this is not a statement of like, can't we all just get along? I mean, like, I think that on some level, what matters most to me is knowing deep in my gut who I am and for people to know who you are. And if you come from two traditions, that's who you are. Right. And you really have to know that. What I have trouble with at times are the ways that I feel like a larger culture than ours is like kind of grabs and is like, no, 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 no. It's not, you know, come do it's fine. It's, you know, it's fine. And, and makes it harder for me to, to, to show like it, you said to your, to your kids, make it harder to, for me to show to my kids who exactly they are. You know, what's interesting in, in sort of the cultural world of New York. And I think maybe also the larger world is during this time period, a lot of Jewish musical festivals become like, <laughs> It's like a time where Jews celebrate Jewishness without it being attached to a holiday. So it's not like a Hanukkah holiday or it's just like this week of Christmas where everybody's off. They have extra time and the um, Hadar Rising song Intensive is going on. And Yiddish New York, um, we just listened to that track, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in, in Yiddish. And this kind of sets like sets off this first whole week of uh, Yiddish New York. It's an, it's an opportunity for for Jews to kind of get closer to their own cultures without the pressure of being aligned with like a holiday. It's true, but it's because 
it's around the Christian holidays. I mean, if we lived in Israel, you know, all this stuff would be happening during like Hanukkah break or something along those lines, wouldn't it? I don't know, Basia. I really, no, I, I want for everyone to be happy. Like I truly, I truly, um, it's hard for me to even put words. To yeah, what no, I, I think I noticed that and I feel the same way. And I think, I think all, all of you listening to this podcast have your own experiences with, being either of a of of a, a family that celebrates both Christmas and Hanukkah, or not being aligned, not liking any of them, that both of them drive you crazy, or or you really feel strongly about like wanting to have Hanukkah be your dominant and only holiday that you celebrate, and how to navigate. What do you do during this time period besides see extra movies and go to Chinatown and eat Chinese takeout? I guess the question that what I worried about is like, does it make me a curmudgeon to say what it is that I'm saying? Am I like ruining You're everyone's holiday cheer? <laughs> I'm a grinch. I'm a, grinch, a Jewish grinch. A grinch. We're heading into Shabbat. And I think this week when we head to Shabbat, we're heading towards the end of Bereshit, Genesis. And what we got here in this parsha is Yehuda and Yosef giving each other a big hug with a lot of crying. And there's a resolution. There's like the beginning of Bereshit is about Cain and Hevel, am I my brother's keeper? Brothers fighting, jealousy, all these ways of like having strife. And I think at the end, we're coming to this place where actually there's a way that we can care for each other. And as complicated as our cultures are, we're trying to find a way to just be each other's keepers, to help each other, especially at this hard, dark time coming out of the of the solstice and the depths of winter. So I think Shabbat really gives us this opportunity to find some solace, some rest, to let go of 2020 was so intense and to really find a little light and rest in this Shabbat. Wow. Wow. You know, I think I have to admit that the whole conversation, the whole topic is hard for me, but it's an evolving hard for me. And I think that I'm not alone. What I want to say is that the opening words of this parsha are Vayigash Elav Yehuda. And it means that Judah stepped forward. And it has the implication of he did it with courage. I feel like sometimes we're just sort of like bumbling our way through it. But wherever we go and whatever way you're trying to find yourself in your own cultural tradition, in your own religious background, I just bless us all with the courage to be truly ourselves to celebrate it, to embrace it. And like Basia said, to embrace each other. Judah had to step forward as himself, truly himself. And then Yosef hugs him and embraces him. So I guess we're going to wish you all like a merry Shabbos, everybody. I, I don't know, but that just seems to be what it is this year. Um, all the boundaries have come down. All the borders are being crossed. And uh, the most important thing is that we find each other and that we uh, find out who we really are and uh, who the people around us really are. So... Afrelech Shabbos. For those of you who are observing, Afrelech Christmas. Shabbat Shalom. Woke up this morning, checking out if my body's fine. Maybe, Maybe I can use my legs to go out of my bed. To wash my face, clear my mind. How come the sun is rising and my soul so far behind? Look.
losing it all. Second part of my day and my bills are like Beverly Hills and you know what it means. Trying to take my soul and my talent is gone. Am I losing it? Or am I losing it all? That's why I say ever, whenever, wherever the weather is stormy, not goody, flippy, moody. A little bit rudy, no need to be worried. You can switch your life story. Woke up this morning, checking out if my body's fun. Maybe, maybe I can use my legs to go out of my bed, to wash my face, clear my mind. Am I losing it? Or am I losing it all? Losing it all. That's why I say ever, whenever, wherever. The weather is stormy, not goody, flippy, moody. A little bit rudy, no need to be worried. You can switch your life story. That's why I say ever, whenever, wherever. The weather is stormy, not goody, flippy, moody. Someone else. else Remember that you're, you're not the second best. best And then another one Come, remember your call Well, no, no No, no, Ever, wherever The weather is stormy Flippy mm, A little bit Trudy No need to be worried Switch your life story Wanna All right, so we should make brachas? Yeah, I think, I don't know, some of you are going to be listening on Friday as Shabbat is coming in. Some of you are listening on Shabbat day when Shabbat is already here. Some of you might be listening on Sunday when you actually have a moment and Shabbat is over. But either way, blessings are really always welcome. So please join us. Baruch Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav, v'tzivanu l'hadlik ne'er shel Shabbat. Amen. Grab a cup, fill it up with wine or grape juice. Seltzer. Seltzer. I mean, if you're not using the seltzer for the matzo balls, then use it for the kiddush. Grab a cup, fill it up with wine or with grape juice, and especially blessings. Lift it up with us. Hold it in your hand, fingers together, as we should all be. 
unified in our hearts and our souls. And here's the blessing over Kiddush. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Priyagafen Amen Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvotav Eratzavanu Bishabbat Kodesho Be'avav Ratzon Inchilanu Zikaron Lema'asei V'reishit Ki hu yom techila L'mikra'e Kodesh Zecher L'tziyad Mitraim Kivanu vacharta, veotanu kidashta mikol haamim, vishabat kochecha, beahava uvratzon hinchaltanu. Baruchata Adonai, mekadesh hashabat. Amen. Baruchata Adonai. Eloheinu ruach haolam, hamotzi lechem in haaretz. Good Shabbos, 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 good Shabbos. And I think we're going to leave you with a little lechadodi that you could dance to in your own home. Um, and imagine in your mind the sense of dancing together. Just picture it, holding hands one after another in a chain of connectedness and joy and celebration of Shabbat as we leave you with lechadodi.